0: Section 4 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truth of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Marie Christian. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truth of Religion, Volume 2, by Father Louis de Segure. The Fourth and Fifth Commandments of the Church Our Lord Jesus Christ instituted confession in order to make repentance easier for our weak human nature and to assure us of the pardon of our sins. He laid down no rule as to the times and seasons at which sinners might have recourse to this sacrament of mercy. It was to be an ever-open and inexhaustible source from which we might incessantly obtain not only pardon but peace of heart and purity of conscience in the first century of the church christians had recourse to the sacrament of penance only when they had committed some serious fault and not at fixed and periodical times the early christians had few grievous falls with which to reproach themselves they prayed constantly kept the days of fasting and abstinence and all holy vigils with the utmost care and devotion, meditated incessantly on the Word of God, and went to communion every day. It may be easily understood that, to those who live such lives, confession was not as necessary as to the tepid Christians of the present day. But when the barbarous nations in great numbers received the light of faith, certain negligences gradually crept into the practices of religion resulting from the ignorance of these new children of the Church, and from the uncultured condition of their consciences. This reached to such an extent that, in some countries, the service of God was so greatly neglected that people lived almost without the sacraments, or at least allowed long periods of time to pass without receiving them. In order to remedy this abuse, Pope Innocent III, at the General Lateran Council held at Rome in 1215, decreed that henceforth all Christians having reached the age of reason should be bound under pain of mortal sin, of grave disobedience, and excommunication to present themselves to the priest and confess their sins at least once a year. Those who should dare to disobey this commandment should be excluded from the great Catholic family, deprived of the public prayers, and of permission to assist at the sacred offices of the church, and, finally, if they persevered in this state until death, should be denied Christian burial. The Lateran Council did not, as has been falsely asserted, invent confession, but simply laid down a rule with regard to it by commanding that all should confess at least once a year. The time of the year at which this precept must be fulfilled has never been determined, but as confession is the natural preparation for the Easter Communion, the Paschal season is that generally chosen. We will not add anything here to defend confession against the calumny and blasphemy of those who need it most, besides the fact that there is not one out of a hundred who believes a word of all these foolish accusations. We are now only speaking of confession as commanded by the Church and believe that sufficient has been said to make the nature and bearing of the Fourth Commandment clear. The Lateran Council next laid down a law with regard to the sacrament of Holy Eucharist. It commanded that every Christian who had made his first communion should receive the Blessed Sacrament at least once a year and that at Easter or thereabouts. The easter communion is not only a work of piety it is besides a kind of public protestation of the catholic faith the church calls all her children to the foot of her holy altars she invites them to the divine banquet of the eucharist and fixes upon the festival of easter for this great reunion whoever fails willfully to answer to her call excludes himself from the christian family And excommunicates himself he participates no longer in the spiritual possessions and benedictions of the church and as a heathen he is buried if he persevere in this voluntary excommunication it is a grievous sin not to fulfill the easter duties it is an open separation from the church of god if you had been so unhappy as to fail in such an important duty you would be bound to repent without delay, to prepare yourself, by sincere contrition and a fervent confession, to atone for your negligence and to approach worthily to the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. Even if the paschal season should be past, you would still be under the obligation to communicate at least once a year, and in such a case we can only apply the popular dictum, Better late than never. Because the Church commands us to communicate at least once a year, some have illogically concluded that it is not necessary to communicate more often. This is a great error and shows an utter ignorance of the things of God. The Easter communion is chiefly a Catholic manifestation. The other communions which we make during the year have not this character. Their principal object is to fortify us against the attacks of the devil, and to strengthen within us that life of grace which is the sanctifying union of our souls with our Creator and our Savior Jesus Christ. Every Christian who seriously desires to labor for his own eternal salvation approaches often to the Holy Communion, not only to obey the command of the Church, but to cooperate in the merciful designs of God, who gives Himself to us in the Blessed Sacrament, and sustains us thus in Christian holiness throughout our earthly pilgrimage. End of section 4